So I think the the whole point of wanting to do this podcast is that prior to jumping into the topic of discussion, I just want to ask how's everyone's doing, like what's on your mind, if there's anything that you want to talk about, because I do think that us as humans, you don't often hear those questions like, how are you? So right. before I jump into like our conversation, how's everyone doing today? How Like what's on your mind? Anything that you want to just talk about? Well, this morning I actually had like a little moment. You know, I kind of broke down, you know, when you feel like you're not in the place in your life where you thought you would be and then you don't really have that support of your family, like your mother or whatever. It is hard. You know, you really want that closeness. And so I kind of called my mom at five in the morning and I was kind of just venting to her and everything. And that kind of really put me in a place. And then she really brought me back to like, you know, it's going to be all right. Like, look yeah. at the people around you. You have you're you're blessed, you know. So what in particular did your mom say that kind of gave you that realization? Like, you know what, maybe she's right, or that brought you back to like, I feel better. It was for one, her telling me the people that are around me, you know, like you and everybody, they really help, you know, they're like my family. You know, I'm not alone, for one. And for two, everything that I said I was gonna do, I'm working on it or I've done it, you know. So like a motto, I was in magazines, you know, look at all the things you've done. Don't let this one emotional moment bring you down and make you want to give up. It's crazy that you said that because I actually saw something today. I, I believe it was Mike Epps. He had a stand up comedy show that he had. Yeah, there. right. right. And it was this one part of the segment that he did that he said, everyone throw your problems on the floor. Like he was talking in the perspective of God and mm -hmm. God is telling everyone, throw your problems on the floor. Now everyone pick up your problems and then, you know, everyone is looking for the, the, the problem that, you know, you picked up just so happens to not be your problem. So now you're looking for the problem that you mm -hmm. threw to the ground. Right. So in other words, he was basically saying that it's like you don't realize how, yeah, we we may go through things, but there are other people who are actually going through more things that we're going right. through. You get what I'm saying? So in other words, yeah, it's OK to feel like that. But, and, and it's crazy because I was telling RJ this too, like you also have to kind of take a step back and just see like, you're really blessed. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like there are some people who are unfortunate or, or less fortunate than you are, which is unfortunate, but and you know. What, what you that's one thing too. Like people don't have gratitude no more or they, they really don't see that. You know, if you really, if you really sat and spoke to everybody, you know what's going on in your life. You will humble up. You will be like, "Yo, I'm I'm Gucci. Facts. I don't want no problems." That always happens, though. Facts. That that that's the crazy you thing. You know? Yeah. Well, that 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 was a good way to start it off. You know, I, I thank you for opening up and yeah, mentioning yeah. that. And it's it's crazy because I too had a little moment earlier, and what I I was like, I really want to hug my mom. Like my mom recently moved oh. uh, down to Florida, and I was like, Yo, I really want to hug my like, mom. Like I really miss West, her. Everybody in New York is. And you know what I'm saying? Crazy. Like, he's that moving Florida to Orlando. Florida is the new spot. Orlando, Florida, Tampa. Like, what's going on? But yeah, so as always, as soon as we um, jump into the topic, let's introduce ourselves. So, um, welcome to So I Have This Friend podcast. My name is Melvin. I am the host. And um, hey, friends. Y'all know who it is. It's Ty Benin. Follow me on Instagram at Ty Benin. Period. And we have a special guest with us today. Introduce yourself. What's going on, everybody? My name is um, RJ. You can follow me at Spade NYC underscore. Um, 
I'm just honored to be here that you guys would even consider somebody like me. Like, I'm just a... RJ in the building. A regular, regular, <laughs> regular, regular, regular guy, you know? It. Yeah. Straight New York stuff, you know? Well, just like you're honored to be on here, we're honored to have you. And, and thank you for taking the time out to Thanks. be with us and create experience with us, you know? Yeah. Right. So, we're going to jump right into it. <sighs> so, I have this friend, right? who recently reached out to me. And let me reiterate. So I thought I had this friend mm. who reached out to me. One of those. Yeah. And um, she texted me a Bible, like a huge note, like oh, a text yeah. message that she obviously spent her time on. And I'm going to quickly show you real quickly. But <clears throat> excuse me. So this sounds like this is something she's been holding in. Yeah. So she sent. Wait. Let me ask one question. Was she? What time of day she sent this? Because you know, people's emotion different oh. times of the day. So it was. It was the first of the month, December, okay. at two o eight p.m. So she was going through something. So you December see, first. You know what day of the week that was? I don't know. I, I personally don't think it matters. But you see how long. All right. So this is, is like right? basically three words of paragraphs. Right, literally. Yeah, so she texts me, and and I'm not gonna mention no names, but there's one part that really didn't sit right with me. And <clears throat> I'm one that takes accountability. Like, obviously, I don't know like how I am on the outside. You get what I'm saying? Like, if someone is experiencing like being around me or or have a friendship with me, I don't know what's that like to be like my friend you get what i'm saying like in other words mm -hmm. i i'm not on the outside of me so if someone is checking me they have every right depending on the situation mm -hmm. so she sends this long paragraph and she's like melvin failed quote melvin failed in his duty as the third piece of this friend group because it was one of three. Oh, i remember the whole idea of being an equal third is to help get to the resolution which we are all responsible for instead you prefer to have separate relationships with both of us which probably made it easier for this friend group to die now i'm not saying you have bad intentions i'm saying you didn't do enough and you and i had this conversation before so it just bothered me because it's like granted i haven't really caught up with her prior to her sending that message which might have also been a trigger for her to send that message but as an adult, like I'm 27, I'm obviously like starting my career, you know, about to finish school, like doing a lot right now. And it's like, sometimes that may take away from the time that I have with friends or with family, but I'm in the position and in a place where it's like, I have to put myself first because I've always kind of poured into other people. So now mm -hmm. that I'm pouring into myself, these are kind of the reactions that I'm getting. You get what I'm saying? So. Ultimately, I took a step back and I was like, yeah, I understand where she's coming from. But it was just the approach. Like, I wasn't okay with that. And it's like, for you to be so quick to point the fingers. And the funny thing is, it's like she poked the bear and threw the stick away. But you know what I don't understand? Why do people feel like that is the way to communicate? And if you want to really get a good reasoning from someone, you send it through text. And then the thing, yo, Ty, you just hit it on the head. But the thing is... Why do people, why do people feel like they have to like have the last word? Like she had to like bash you. That was mad. Long. Yeah. That was a lot. That's I cool. agree. Like, why Mind you, I think when, when she sent that message, I already was going through something like I, and, and I think that that's what like ticked me. 
that is like I already have like a lot on my plate and not making an excuse but for her to send me that message and then because mm-hmm. if you really want to get into it like I'm not going to dive deep into it because this is also involving another person's business but from my viewpoint um damn I lost my train of thought so how long was the time y'all last spoke to that message what was the time gap <laughs> Remember that day when we had went out to get um, drinks and I was on the phone and I, and we were supposed to go to Queens and I told her she lived in Queens? Uh, oh, that Asian spot. Yeah, so we oh, were, we, yeah. And then I had checked her, her location. It was like, I think like 10 minutes away or something like that. Right, right. So when prior that- to that day, I don't, I, I can't really okay. recall, but prior to that, that's when she had sent the message. And I, and I think that was like within the week because we were supposed mm. to chill. Yeah. And then I, I I texted her and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Something came up. You get what I'm saying? Which I I, I understand. She, Thanksgiving and all that around that time. I yeah, I think saying, yeah. so too. Like literally. So it's like, my whole point is, is that, like I said, it, it's about your approach. Like Ty, we, we've been friends for three years now. And it's mm-hmm. like, we can go a couple of days. I think it was one point where, where we went a couple months without talking. Mm-hmm. And in those months, like Ty obviously focusing on her, I'm focusing on me. Not once did we take it personal on some all because y'all grown. Yeah, like oh, this bitch hasn't written to me. Like you know what the hell she been up to, whatever case may be. But it was none of that. Like she reaches out to me, she's like, hey, like hey, sugar, how are you? Just want to see if you're okay. Vice versa. You get what I'm saying? And those are the types of like friends that I want around me. Those are the types of mm-hmm. like people that I kind of want them to have the same mentality like i don't hold none of my friends like to a certain standard you get what i'm saying because my time with you is my time with you and that's just where it's at for me so i don't know the the text message for me was a little childish i think that it could have went differently but you know and it's funny because i had um a friend ask me like oh are you talking to her and i was like no but you know no love lost you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always going to um, want the best for her. But I just think that she has a lot of growing up to do. Mm-hmm. And even that might seem like a little, like, you know, something mm-hmm. that I may not say. But that's just the reality. Because as an adult, that like, me and you, like, yeah, falling out's happen. But mm-hmm. it's really, like, the way that you go about it. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. I don't know. <clears throat> Hold on. You know, I think that um, true friends, I think also with maturity, you see what friendship really means. Because when you become an adult, you have more responsibilities. You ha- you can't hang out and you can't be so active with your friends like you used to. But when you meet back up, that relationship will just still be there. And that comes with age because you, you yourself as the other person have other things going on. Y'all could just recap. So I don't I don't appreciate how she handled that. Yeah, I'm I'm at that I'm on that same type of time. What I'm realizing that now in life, I think the age we are, the responsibilities we have, and all of that. Like you just said, Ty, a true friend, when y'all eventually link back up, whether it's a month, whatever, a couple months, like when y'all link back up, the link up is the link up. The is link real. up is real. It's real. <laughs> I like should be though. I mean, because we're at the time we are late twenties, you know, almost early thirties. T- most of our friends are in that gap. People are starting to have children. I mean, multiple children. Some people advancing their careers, people moving here, there, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, it's harder to link up, you know? So let me Sometimes. ask you something, like, is um, not only establishing the relationship, but is, is like, 
all right, you establish a relationship, but in terms of like nurturing it, is that a priority to you? No. Because I think at the end of the day, it would be authentic. What if you had, if you know, Melvin, we started, you know, we knew each other for a while and our friendship grew because we were close together, but it, we didn't, it just was organic. It just happened. It pours to get, you know, it, it mixes together well mm -hmm. and it'll just naturally become what it's supposed to be, you know? So, in terms of priorities, what what does priority mean to you? Well, it depends in the, in the way you're using it. Now, if, if it pertains to friends, um, I think definitely having priorities with friendships is to, you know, reach out, check in, you know. You mm -hmm. might not necessarily be with each other, but check in. What about you, RJ? I think I'm here for the check-ins at this point. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just check in, pull hey, up. Hey, you, you all right? You good? You're breathing? Okay, great. All right. I'm back, back to work. You're back to work. That's just I want to make sure you're good. Yeah. Sometimes I like, like for me, like um, when I'm driving, I like to I have like my immediate close team. I think I, I, I kind of go down the roster of my people. I try to check in with somebody on the phone, like with that close, close people. Other people get to get the text. But yeah, period. There's some that get a phone call. Mm -hmm. While I'm driving, I hear that. Once I'm home, you are, you know, like I'm driving home. long. You need some entertainment. Like, yo, right, what's going on, on in your life? In this traffic around right. here, going Who's through Who you dating now? What's up? What's so, um, just to kind of dive deeper and get a little deeper, what have been some reoccurring themes going on? Like, as we kind of reflect and come close to the end of a year, like, what are some of the reoccurring themes that you've been like seeing in your life right now? That maybe you think that people can relate to. Definitely putting myself first when it comes to relationships. Um, as far as like, you know, your significant other. I think that, you know, you try to give, give so much. And then it's like in a relationship. But then next thing you know, it's like, I've been pouring into your cup more than you've been pouring into mine. So let me making sure I'm putting more into my cup, like, you know, and mm -hmm. I've noticed that, you know, of course, when you meet someone, you know, you want to, it's, it's, you know, flowers and daisies and spring and, and then, you know, the reality kicks in. It's like, yo, what, what, how did I get, what happened? So <laughs> sometimes definitely putting into yourself more is something that I got to keep doing more in relationships. Do you have like a, an example Maybe something that you recently been through this year. Um. Or, or do you have a friend that's been through something this year? Well, I definitely. <laughs> Yo, <you're thinking laughs> like, 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 come on, what's up, says open up. What's really good? In the meantime, RJ, what about you? I feel like you've kind of been quiet. You're, you're, you're our guest here, my guy. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you wanted me to. You know, I was just not trying to do too much. You know what I mean? But it's never. <laughs> listen, you can never do too much. Like no. So, ask the question one more time. What has been like a reoccurring theme for you this year? Obviously, we're getting close to an end. So, just think about a reoccurring theme that is obviously relatable. I think that we're all relatable to some degree. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Here's an opportunity to just open up and talk about something that, you know, maybe someone can relate to. You get what I'm saying? 
So I have this friend that recently, I have this friend, right? That recently, um, we've been saying this thing to each other that healing is linear, right? Mm. That's a recurring theme. Um, when I really look back on 22, I mean, healing goes way back, not just 2022, it goes like 22 years ago, 20, 28 years ago, 28 years, you know? Right. Um, but I think healing is linear and I'm gonna talk my shit. 2022, the pandemic was tough. 2022 was kind of like that it was a tough year, but I think I, I dogged it out. I stuck it out and 23 is about to be like my Jordan year. Like I really feel it. Um, so healing is linear. So I think because I spent a lot of 22 and the 21, really, I started my therapy journey. I think that's oh, when wow, I started healing, good. and I and through that, to look where I was a year ago to now, that's why I think like so many blessings happen towards the end of the year from where I was at the beginning of the year, you know. Mm-hmm. And you feel like um, has therapy really helped you through your journey? Like, it, hell that, yeah! I mean, because I know a lot of people they they're a bit apprehensive for therapy because it may open up wounds that they really didn't want to open, but you think it's really something that people need to do. Absolutely a thousand percent. Now I'm gonna take a little stab at the healthcare system right now. Like this is something I think that happens a lot. And this can happen a lot to our people of color, right? Because once for me, like I got into my therapy journey a year in. Of course, I was working for my previous company, right? I had one insurance plan. I got into it. Like my therapist, um, shout out to Felix. Like <laughs> if he's out there listening, yeah. this man like, took, you better call me out. He right. took me through it, whatever. I mean, he took me from uh, through a lot, but and even to the point where I knew I had to make a career change, like a career change to get into my dream role that I'm in now. That one negative thing came out of that was changing insurances, right? Changing insurance, my provider doesn't, excuse me, didn't take my insurance anymore. So that could have been a real deterrent, a real hindrance right now. Um, now I'm getting back into, I finally found somebody at my first appointment Thursday, but it's been like, I say, but four to six weeks where I haven't had that touch point and I feel it, mm. you know, but I can see where like the, average, you know, another person like myself could in this point fall out and not get back into it, mm-hmm. you know, because, and that's a shot, a stab at our system. Like, I think we already want to address some mental health concerns, like get on some type of universal scale, because I don't want anybody to have to go through that again. Like that right. was like, as you get a final in a year, you finally get good. You get used to it. And have to pull away, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it told me you can't depend on a therapist. Like I think it's supposed to be a supplement, but you got to do work on yourself. That's a fact. When you say you have to pull away, what you mean? Um, like from so because you sat for a year, like you talk to your therapist, and then you had to pull away. Oh well, because of I couldn't go to him anymore, so I had to like okay. kind of. Um, but that pressure made me realize like. I think therapy is good, but look at the work. And this is something he told me towards our last session. He said, you know, don't put it on me. Don't say it was me. He's like, yo, half of what I did was just listen to you. <laughs> you know, you put the work in, or Ty, you put the work in, Melvin, you put the work in by showing up. You know, mm-hmm. mom was every Wednesday at 11, 15. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where you put it, the work in. You so, put that work in. And sometimes showing up is that, yeah. Is that showing work. up, just show up. And on days when the train was... That's when I was still working in Manhattan when the train was messed up, whatever may happen. I didn't want to get there, couldn't get there, like, but getting there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times when COVID was bad, it had to be virtual, you know, on Zoom. But once it did, I was able to go back into the office. And once the office was dope, mm-hmm. it was dope, you know. Yeah, I was gonna um tap into 
just to get a little deeper, right? Because think about it like this, and, and especially for my journey, I too have been through therapy. But the one thing that I learned is to not be codependent on it. Yep. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like when you're facing adversity, right? And I found that in the very beginning of like my therapy sessions, every time I was going through something that might have triggered my anxiety or something, I immediately would be like, I need to talk to my therapist. It could be three in the morning and I'm calling my therapist like, knowing she's not going to answer. And I'm like, no, I really need to talk to her to, to, to get over it. So one thing that I learned is that it's, it's, think about it like in terms of addiction. You see how people get their codependent off of like the, their medicine that you they're hate. taking mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They don't like, they don't want to go through withdrawals or whatever the case may be. So it's like, for me, I didn't want to, although yes, he, um, therapy is necessary. Utilize what you're being taught. Mm-hmm. and apply that you get what i'm saying because you're you're the act of going to therapy is one thing but to physically like take those mentally steps. emotionally exactly apply that is one thing without being codependent mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying so yeah, was it was it like that for you yeah honestly so what you just described has been like the last six weeks literally what's been going on because i realized that i was like yo you you can't put all your eggs in that basket like god forbid the world we live in i mean you saw what happened at Switch? Rest in peace. Oh, last week. oh my God, that Rest made me peace. so sad. Like, that's crazy. And therapists take on a lot. Like, so God forbid that happened to your therapist, your therapist dropped. What you gonna do? So the last thing you made me realize, like, um sometimes you gotta be your own therapist. Well, so I'm, gonna, your therapist I'm, there, I'm gonna take you know? it a, a different direction. I, I made the last six weeks made me realize that. In addition to therapy, therapy is, I'm not saying no, but see, I, I believe in a higher power. I believe in God. Of course. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say 100%. It. So it made me realize that in like this year, there's certain things and decisions that I've made that I need to just, I'm not saying I got to go be up in a church every Sunday. Like, um, no, but I want to incorporate a little bit more worship music. Of course. Um, I want to uh, maybe listen to some, some stuff on YouTube a little bit more, you know, do more prayer, you know, be a little bit more intentional. Um, I have my own views kind of about going back in the church and into an actual church. That's good. Um, that, you know, I don't want to go there. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? But 100%. But, you know, um, God's relationship with God, I think you need your own relationship with God. So relationship with God and a therapy, I think, is a key. Like, dead ass. You know? I agree. Mm-hmm. And this last six weeks for me, show me that. Because it's like, yo, God, you know, this month, I mean, this person could die, mm-hmm. but God going to always be there. You know yeah. what I mean? Or you could not. You know, because if an assurance f up, they gone. You know, and I can't even contact him no more because once you've been to therapy with somebody, I was like, yo, can we still be friends legally by law? In New York State, they can't well, be friends with you. Well, run that right. back. Run that say back. that one more time. No, he said he said um, something <laughs> about f up. Oh, you know we can say fuck on here, right? Oh, my bad. <laughs> like, because of a little insurance, <laughs> fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yo, shout out to that. fuck you, Adna. <laughs> Fuck Adna. And then Columbia fucking mental health services. Like, I need to take fucking Anthem. How about that? You know, <laughs> there we go. Like, right. I, I, there's conviction fuck the in what you said. Fuck it. Like, Let literally, the, I mean, and listen, I, my, my nine to five is kind of tied a little bit to the healthcare type of pharmaceutical system. So I know what you mean when you when you say that, though. Like, you obviously, you've been exposed to yeah. certain things to mm-hmm. make you you know, say those types of things. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not taking a dig at Big Pharma because we need the medications. It's But I'm a, them insurance companies, fuck yeah. Like, that's just some communist-ass shit. Like, this is like that we're going on right now in this country, like, with the insurance. It is This is fraud. Like, 
And it's fuck the student loan system too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and yo, and Joe Biden, where the fuck is our money? Like, what's <laughs> going on with this shit? Like, these lies gotta stop. You talk about the student loan. Forgiveness. I ain't got shit. What's Joe? What's going on? Yeah, and everybody's then, still paying their loans. And then he's putting stipulations on it, like you gotta, you know, you make over uh, whatever oh, yeah, this amount yeah, of thousand. Yeah. Do yep, you realize yep. that, like, it's like then you punish the people that worked hard to go to school, got a hell of loans to make that type of money. And then they don't get the relief. Like it just doesn't make any sense, you know. It's all a lie, bro. Politics. So we're not going to that. So let's let's move forward. Let's get into codependency. Mm. What are y'all thoughts on codependent friends? Fuck them. For me personally, I've had a history of because, and I'm not I'm not saying this in a way that it's like I'm tooting my own horn or like. You know, I'm, um, you know, but obviously I play like a, a, a pivotal part in people's lives. You know, I may not know to the extent, mm-hmm. but like I've been told, you know what I'm saying? Um, I've been shown like the gratitude that people give me, like the thanks that people, you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't have to say anything. I, I don't walk around and say like, oh, I'm the best at what I do. Like, oh, I'm better than you. I don't do none of that, literally. But I say that to say basically that, like, I think that my friends can see, like, the value that I bring. And some of them, while others, like, some of them know how to, like, um, receive that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you, Ty. Like, I, you know, known Ty. And Ty, like, sees my value and pours into that value. Right. As opposed to taking Take, from that value. From, right. You get what I'm saying? So I've come across a lot of people who took from my value mm. and, you know, did what they did with the reasons why I'm no longer friends with them. And now is that I'm actually, which is a good thing because they made room for the people who are in my life now that's pouring value. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so facts. for me, codependency and friendships, it's like, it can go both ways. It's like, you're there for me, I'm there for you. So mm-hmm. that's like equal codependency. But not to the extent where it's like, I can't live without you. Mm-hmm. Because that's codependency. That's mm-hmm. the definition. You get what I'm saying? Like, just being dependent on someone else. I don't hear independent in that. And being independent is like, you know, you, yourself. It sounds so like me dating. Like, what's me, going on? Fuck. I have this friend, right? The other day, perfect example of this. Um... My friend was busy, and my friend was showing me some text messages between my friend and their friend, right? And in these text messages, um, it was basically like the friend was like, you know, like hitting, kept hitting them up, kept hitting them, kept hitting them up, right? Like crazy, back to back to back to back to back. Um, and says said something along the lines. I don't want to quote it directly, but something along the lines of like, I could be dead, or I could have killed myself, or whatever. Something like that. Like not knowing that this triggered my friend. Like OD. Because triggered my friend. That's all I'm going to say. For me, I think the the issue with that is you just have to be very mindful Mm -hmm. of like, you know, your approach. Because, you know, maybe that friend who texted your friend saying that could have been you know, genuine when he said that, like, right. oh, you know, um, you didn't reach out to me and, you know, I felt like 
doing X, Y, and Z. Maybe he was genuine in that. Right. But again, it's like, for me, I think about what I say, right? The, the, literally logic for me, right? In my head, I'm already thinking of what I'm going to say, but then I'm also thinking of like the other person's reaction to what I'm going to say. So then I got to think of a way to still say what I'm going to say without it coming like that. And I think that that's the opportunity that he missed. Right. You get what I'm saying? Facts. He said what he said, texted without knowing how the how your friend was gonna feel about that. Yeah, and that plays into the part of codependency. And I don't know this individual, right? Like this is like saying my friend's friend, but I just I thought to share that because I know that like we all got that friend in our culture, family, whatever. People really do yeah. that. Like, yo, I don't owe you shit. Mm-hmm. Do you pay a bill? Like, do you get up every day but and that, go to work with me? No, I don't owe you nothing. That's the reality, right? Mm-hmm. I people feel I'm like not, that. I'm more of a optimistic kind of guy, right? Because mm-hmm. you have optimistic, pessimistic, realistic. Right. I don't like to dive into like being realistic because sometimes it comes off as like being a dick. And I don't yeah. like being labeled as a dick because I have a big heart. You get what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, I know how it feels. Fire signs, you know. <laughs> you know the vibes. The vibes. So, Those three fire signs. Big, heavy, sad. Heavy on the Aries heavy. energy. <laughs> Leo. Yeah. Oh, that's a, Fuck that's what a... y'all heard about us. Oh, we, we represent them all, but fuck Wait, what y'all right. heard well, about us. We get into late. Yeah, Leo's yeah, another yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to do that right now. But yeah, so, um, damn, y'all made me lose my train of thought. So yeah. basically, explaining how friends are like codependent and then when they you know choose to text stuff you got you wait and you respond you let you know before you say something no, yeah. you're picking up I, their you reaction. were saying you were saying also how you are the person that thinks about what you say you know and and everybody doesn't i don't know this person but that's yeah, yeah. that's what i said but longer yeah point <laughs> is point is i think that like <laughs> with everyone it should be a and i don't i don't want to um say this like you know but people should should have a trial like you meet someone they gotta have a trial no cap like i'm gonna see how you do for 30 days if i like you i'm gonna give you another 30 days if i like you i'm gonna give you another 30 days but you know i'm like such a good judge of character by our first conversation i'm like you already know that's that's me that's me i know i know of I, I know of how you too fast. Like I if know somebody's fast. pouring their heart out about their business, no shape, or somebody else's business, no shape. Yo, <laughs> yo, bro, don't Let trust that you. motherfucker. So I have this, I have this friend, right? Yo, that ass, right? Arthur got a lot of friends, <laughs> right? Damn. I was who, like, who codependent in that? You know, the person who gave me this necklace. I, I was chilling, you know. <laughs> Say it with your chest. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? I was chilling, <laughs> and. Friend of them again, like sat in front of me, Aaron T, like Aaron, somebody T, like yo, like you don't know me, like I don't know, you don't even know me. I don't know this person, but that's your man's. But you, it's already given fraud alert, fraud alert, like scared. Like I just can't, I, I can't. And you know, when people move like that, it automatically makes me think, what are your ulterior motives to throw your people's under the bus for somebody that you don't know, you know? Yeah, but it's given insecurity. See, me again, I'm not gonna say I'm thinking logically, right? But we don't know the depth of their relationship, so I'm not immediately. This is true. This is why I don't immediately judge people. You get what I'm saying? Because maybe, maybe he's the same way, he's probably that open that he doesn't mind that she's that open. You get what I'm saying? So I'm not one to how you know she, yeah, we have a friend. 
It could have been he, she, hey, she, he, them, she, he, 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 whatever she, they pronouns are. I don't know. You get what I'm saying? You feel me? But point is, like, I'm not one to be like, oh, if she could do that to me, I'm, if she could do that to him, or he could do that to her, or he could do that to him, whatever, then they could do that to me. I'm not one to do that. You get what I'm saying? Because I don't know the magnitude so, of that relationship. Do I understand what you're saying off, to a degree? Like, yeah, that that's a red flag, in my opinion. Let me stand corrected. So this person, I, I feel like, so I agree with you to an extent of it, like, if it's like my friend, right? Like, like I, I, I know, but like, you get what I'm saying? I, for this situation with, I was with my friend and it was different. Like you just met me, you know what I'm saying? Okay. That, okay. I understand. It's that. like, cause you, that's a conversation you could have had in the room with my friend who I was with. Like you could talk like yeah, that yeah, with yeah, when yeah. y'all are together, mm. but I'm in the room and if that's your friend, you don't like, you really don't know me, you know? I may sing you like twice, but that's the blind. Okay, a couple so times, let's just you know? say like if you pursue this, pursue a friendship with this said friend, right? Right. Then you already know how to move forward because people right, usually right. tell them themselves, and that that that's mm-hmm. what I like the most. Like, yes, I'm a fuck with you, but I, I I I'm a fuck with you to like the extent that I want to fuck with you. Right. You get what I'm saying, like. You're not gonna be my bestie, right? No, yeah. not at you all. You feel me? But like, oh, you cool. We chop it up. We we spark one, whatever. Like, you feel oh, me? Can you can you watch so, my dog? So, you know? Ty, <laughs> so Ty, I have a, Ty, I have a question. Can I ask Ty a question? Yeah, yeah. So Let's Ty, say. in this situation that I'm in, right, we're like, you know, I'm kind of like the third party because it's my friend, friend, right? Okay. Do I? Well, if you were me, do you tell my friend like, yo, you might want to watch out? For that person, because you see how they did, they were talking Hell, about that person. And, yeah, a thousand percent. So I'm not. I'm. That's not stirring the a pot, right? Percent. Okay. You know what I mean? No, but I mean, I I kind of told you, like, I get it. Like, I understand where you're coming from, obviously. But to piggyback off of that, not to say like in my defense, but again, you just won't know unless it happens to you. Right. Right. No facts. And I think that that's that that is like um. You already setting like the whole friendship or whatever. You already have this like you're already tainting it. You get what I'm saying? You already putting that bad energy in there. Like you have to allow people to come as they are. Right. That's right. That's right. probably how she is, but that should give you like make you aware of like what to share with this person, what not to share with this person. Right. You get what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we're only getting older. That's facts. And, and also- I think Go ahead, go ahead. For me, like I'm gonna say, it also I'm gonna bring it not to get all spiritual, but like I wanna pray for her. Like it makes me like pray for her. Like yo, says you, <laughs> I'm gonna pray for you. And I understand that, you know, you know, to a yeah. degree. People, listen, people are different. They're not like you. They don't like Ty. They're not like me. You get what I'm saying? Like, but you, you yourself know like the type of people that you want to be around. And I'm not saying that you have to be that type of person. You get what I'm saying? But I'm this type of, like, you know, I I allow you to come as you are. Like, only you can fuck up my trust. Only you can fuck up, like, you know, if, if all of that. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. my loyalty, all of that. So it's like, when I meet people, it's like I told you the other day, like, you come immediately, think about it as, like, a, a test. You starting at 100. Anytime you fuck up, is that score is dropping. Mm-hmm. It's dropping. And then you eventually gonna That's cut the cord yourself. <laughs> That's true. I mean, to a degree. How much is too much? Nah, How much you. is too much? Well, I think. Well, I don't think it's. You know what? Everybody's situation would be different, right? 
So I would think the severity of the situation should be only right. Right. I don't think too much because you said how much is too much. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a number to that. I really don't like. I think it's when you feel topped out, like when you feel like you ain't got nothing left. Like it's just, you're like, and, and only you would know that, right? You know That's what I'm saying? But for me personally, like I've given plenty of people chances, plenty of chances. You get what I'm saying? And it's like because. And that's that that's my fault. Like I've I've saw potential in them. I've saw like what could have been, whether it was like a relationship or a friendship. But that's one thing I'm not doing. <laughs> like I'm not doing that shit no more. But what I'm saying is that fuck, I lost my train of thought again. Why that always happens? Yeah, but you know, it it, it makes sense, you know what you're saying. I guess. I guess. I got you. Um so moving forward. I actually want to tap into abandonment. Mm. Now, so what you said before that, you said codependency, and then now abandonment, mm-hmm. and I think that 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 is kind of like plays hand in hand. Yeah. Because once you cut off that codependency, here comes the feeling of being abandoned, mm. and I think that that also, um goes into play of what I had said earlier. Like, love does not equal abandonment. Right. And the reason to get deeper into that is because, for example, like, you could be in a relationship with someone that you love. You, you've been with this person for so long, like, for years. And as y'all been together for so long, you're developing, like, this love for this person that, you know, ultimately when it comes to a close, the person might feel like, oh, this person abandoned me when I was at my lowest. Oh, you said you loved me. And... You know, you abandoned me. And it's like, mm-hmm. love does not equal abandonment. Because those two uh, feelings of emotions does not exist in the same, yeah, same spectrum. Thing. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Love comes first. And then, obviously, it, it it can gradually become more. You know what I'm saying? That love could could grow. But it just, it's, it's not, it doesn't coexist. Love, abandonment. It does not coexist. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I understand. That. I've never felt like, obviously, I've had a lot of of ends to, like, relationships, whether it was a friendship or a partner. And I've never felt like that. Like, I've never felt like, oh, I was abandoned or anything like that. The, the right. one thing that made me feel like that, and I think that it doesn't always necessarily have to be a relationship with a partner or like a friendship it was my mom Mm. growing up that's where i kind of felt like she Mm. abandoned me Mm. as a child right because as i got older and i kind of like understood the severity of her situation then it was like you know i'm not gonna hold her accountable have i felt like that hell yeah Mm -hmm. i know what that feels like or maybe like my definition i know what that feels like you get what i'm saying because other people might have a different definition of what it feels to be abandoned but for me i've only gotten that feeling from my mom and, and you know it hits home more when it's your family definitely that shit, hurt. that shit hurts i mean we could save that for another topic like because <laughs> I, I could go on about why i feel how i feel but i'm just saying like i think for me can you feel in terms of feelings mm-hmm. abandoned absolutely Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that's something that I don't know. I just think that you 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 get that more from like 
your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you take that into relationships and then, you know, that's where all that codependency starts to build up these outside relationships outside of your family. I agree. Mm, that's definitely true. That's so true. Yeah, well, I'm like getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, relax. It's tight deep in here. like. And then, you know, also, I feel like it can also trigger you to kind of hate yourself in a way that self-hate because why it's like why can't i why do i need this love to feel full you know what's crazy you said feel right and there was a quote that i seen that someone said feelings aren't real Mm. so basically feelings is like your reaction to a perceived wound So think about it. Like, if you never had that wound, then what would you be feeling? Feelings aren't... The only way feelings would occur is if you made me feel a type of way. You get what Mm. I'm saying? But ultimately, think about it. It don't exist. That's right. It's like a traumatic reaction. You get what I'm saying? It's a reaction to something that... Yeah. It's like your perception. Like, on a a, a perceived wound. That's where. You know, I, I agree with that 100%. And I think that if you really tap into it, right? We humans, we have hella feelings. Mm-hmm. But if you get deeper than that, we have hella feelings because... Hella shit has happened to we, us. Exactly. We've been wounded. You know fire what I'm saying? Sign, fire sign shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Right. No, but yeah, I think get a that... little smoky in here. That's something that, to be honest... um. As we come to a close, like, that's something that I'm I'm working on. And that's why I have shared this with a friend that I don't hold people accountable, even when they need to be held accountable, because ultimately, we're the ones that's going to hold ourselves accountable. Well, mm-hmm. at least I can only speak for me, because if I ever do something wrong to a person or or do something that goes against my morals or my values, I'm stuck in my head, like, Oh, you're fucked up. That's you should have never did this. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm not going to be that that for someone else. Like, I already know at the end of the night, you might go home and you're going to think about it hard and you're probably going to beat yourself up. So I'm not going to add on to that. Thanks. But that's the reason why I don't hold people accountable. If you act a certain way, if you react a certain way, guess what? You're on your own on that. Period. Respectfully. Well, yeah. Respectfully. So let's just um say a couple last words until we, not until we, but a couple last words. Happy holidays. Right before we end holidays. this. Okay, Melvin, you go first. I just want to say, um, you know, really quickly, because someone has said in terms of um weighing others down, right? I think it was it was someone that said, check your luggage. And mm. for me, sometimes it's not always that simple. Like, sometimes you have to guide someone. You know what I'm saying? And and if you want to get into, like, um, theoretically or, or, you know, I like to do analogies. For someone to be like, oh, check your luggage, right? Oh, because it's weighing you. When I say help, like, guide that person, that means helping them put the luggage down, opening it, finding what they're looking for. In other words, like guide someone to tap deep into it. Like what's the root of the issue? What's the Mm. source of it? So if you're telling me to check my luggage, how about you guide me? 
in other words, just stop judging. You get what I'm saying? Like, let people live their life. And I'm going to end it on that. Respectfully. Respectfully. Big Aries so, energy. <laughs> gang, gang. Fire all the way. All so the way this is a quote that I was really, like, stuck on for a few days. It's from Baggage Reclaim by Natalie Liu. Hope I said that right. We put so much effort into fearing abandonment that we fail to notice the multitude of ways that we're abandoning ourselves. Mm. Mm. When we give us the love, care, trust, and respect we need and have always deserved, we will not accept less than that what we, we can already be and, and do for ourselves. ourselves. I know that mm-hmm. one. That's a good one. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. <laughs> you know, people need to hear that. So that was a good one. Thank you. Any last words, RJ? Um, so I was watching this movie the other day with a friend of mine. And this is a quote like that everybody knows. But I just want to take like the first little line. Um, and I want to leave y'all with this. Just remember, we're gonna be talking about a lot today. Um, some of you guys know this quote. So it's our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Mm. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. That is that part right there. Like it's just that first line, you know. You get in the way of yourself. Like, what what does sound? What does sound familiar? That's from Coach Carter. Coach Carter. No, oh, <laughs> that's Jackson. But it's a famous. It's actually <laughs> no. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a quote from. I don't even. Know. No, I, I I've heard that. If I'm not mistaken, I think I heard that in Akila and the Bee. Mar- yes, Marianne mm. Williamson. It says here is the original person of that quote, Miss Marianne Williamson. Nice. Shout outs to her. Yeah, well, thank you guys for, um. Closing in with quotes. I think that that was very nice. And I want to thank the audience. Thank the audience. Like, thank you guys for tuning in with us and rocking with us. Much as love. Always. Much love to the friends. Definitely. Thank you, friends. Until next time. Peace. That was good. That was really good.